Hello, everybody. Melissa Simonson here with this week's episode of Amazon Stream. And this week, I'm super excited to introduce you guys to Laura McCall of Sponsored Profit. Laura, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited and happy new year. Happy New Year. I'm so excited to have you joining us here in the new 2022 because um, I, I'm excited to dive in deep and learn a little bit more about some of the people behind the services that we know. And, you know, we've seen some of these faces that are recognizable, but what made those people who they are today? So I would love to dive right in if you're up, if you're up for it. Let's do it. Okay. Right. Awesome. So, um, Laura, where are you from? Uh, so I'm uh, from the UK. And I currently am residing in the UK as well. I have traveled over the years, but uh, but yes, I'm uh, in a very cold and frosty Worcester in, in the UK today. <laughs> Worcester? Yes, Worcester. That's as in, uh, yeah, as in Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> so great. Right? Okay. Yeah. So, um, so now when you're, so you are originally from Worcester, which I'm going to say that name so many times now. <laughs> I'm actually originally from Oxford, but but, Oxford. but but living yeah, but living in in Worcester. Okay, okay. And so then, um, what about your parents when you were growing up? Like, was entrepreneurship something you were introduced to early in life? Was this something um, that you had early influences of, or you know, how did that kind of present itself? What What did your parents do? Yeah. So my yeah, my dad had his own um, company. Uh, he was in groundwork and and construction. Um, so groundworks are typically you know before houses or or buildings get built. Um, you know someone has to kind of go in and um, basically dig all the foundations um, or the sort of um, the groundworks essentially for all the the main services. All that needs to be prepped beforehand. So that's what my that's what my dad did. Um, my dad. Uh, was Irish. Uh, he moved over to the UK um, in the 60s, like a lot of Irish did, because there wasn't a lot of work in, in Ireland. And um, he went to Coventry, um, sort of big sort of Irish community there. And, you know, construction seems to be one, one of the things that a, a lot of um, uh, Irish um, uh, men sort of kind of got into. And, uh, and, and so, yeah, so that's, that's how he got his start. And, and yeah, uh, I was introduced to that you know, from a child. Yeah. And, and your mom, <clears throat> excuse me, your mom, did she, um, was she a homemaker or? No, she, well, uh, yes. And yes. And no. So, uh, I have a younger sister. We were very fortunate, um, in that, uh, mum was kind of available to us when, when we were home after school, but, um, she actually kind of was, uh, the driver behind my dad's business so you know my dad had started kind of contracting for himself before he met my mum but sort of my mum kind of really uh, I guess encouraged and 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 sort of sort of pushed into to grow the business and so you know she would work a few hours um, every day uh, we had a, a home office um, you know on, on the business and then you know she was available to me and my sister after school so we were very blessed um, to, to have that uh, upbringing. Yeah, that's amazing. So you sort of had kind of that balance as well, which is, mm. it's rare and very special indeed. <laughs> it, it It is. And, you know, you kind of take it for granted thinking that everybody has that. And then, you right. you know, as you get older, you, you realize that's not the case. So, yeah, we were very lucky. Yeah. So as you're, go, you know, going through your kind of, um, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school years, um, were you expecting that you would you know, kind of go the entrepreneurial route or that you, you know, did you plan on going to college? 
Yeah, um, I, I, I definitely planned on on going to college. Um, we um, we grew up, so we lived in the Cotswolds, which is just outside Oxford, um, so in Oxfordshire, which is absolutely beautiful. But as a kid, you know, especially sort of by the time you get to, to high school age, it's like, you know, oh, it's boring. There's nothing to do around here because right. you're in this idyllic kind of countryside. <laughs> and I, you know, I just was convinced that um, the streets were paved with gold in London. So I like I couldn't wait to kind of get out of the <laughs> and, and, and into the into the, the big city. So I always sort of had that um, drive to uh, to move away uh, and to study. I enjoyed school. Uh, but I also enjoyed working. I always had part-time jobs. Um, and I think, yeah, at some point I kind of imagined that maybe I would work for myself. Um, my mum and dad made it look easy, but I know it wasn't. And so again, I think I had a bit of a, um, uh, maybe I wouldn't say unrealistic expectations, but you know, they were very good at, let's say shielding the stresses and strains right. that come with with running your business you know we we, we kind of didn't get exposed to a lot of that and and so I thought oh yeah this kind of yeah that looks good uh, okay. I might do that but uh but I wanted to kind of find my uh find my feet do my own thing first and um and and work and uh and and interestingly enough uh I studied politics at university not because I wanted to get into politics mm-hmm. um but because uh, I was a little shy, um, which maybe some people, if, if they know me, especially on a night out, might find that hard to believe. But um, <laughs> I really wanted to um, be able to come out of my own shell. I was really interested in politics. But the great thing about studying politics was, um, you know, you just had to formulate an argument or a, you know, a position and back it up. Right. And so um, I just really wanted the opportunity a to kind of grow in confidence, but but be kind of um, you know understand how to you know if I want to do something, how do I go about doing it, or if I believe in something, how do I kind of you know set a case to to do that? And that's that's you know served me really well in my um, in my professional career, and, and and of course doing what I do now. Um, so so yeah, but I I, I kind of was interested in originally like architecture or town planning and um as as we talk about sort of what I my sort of career before sponsor profit and before the Amazon space um it's interesting how this building theme has kind of come about in a in a very non-obvious way but we'll probably touch on that in a bit so there's a little interesting um, yeah, yeah, little teaser. Yeah, a little teaser of what's to come. <laughs> That's awesome. So, okay, so then let's go into what what did you decide to do first? Um, once you kind of now you have this political background, did that were you right? Did that that help you get um, you know out of your shell a little bit and help you it, with that? It shine? did. Yeah, it did because I I ended up um, I ended up moving to uh, to London and uh, and I started out in. Um, basically in, in, in sales. So my first job wow. um, was with Enterprise Rent-A-Car, okay? And they had just started in the UK. So this is like the late 90s, uh, mid to late 90s, kind of giving yeah. away my age now. Uh, and they had a graduate management program. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, 
you know, I moved to London and I was working for a US company. Um, and, and, you know, it was a great training program, you know, very kind of um, structured, but also, um, you know, they had a lot of ambitions and they're still, right. you know, here operating in the UK, but they were brand new. So, so yeah, it was, it was definitely good to be able to come out of my shell and, and to work for a business that were kind of, I, I wouldn't say aggressive, but were motivated to succeed. So that, that was yeah. really good. Um, and then I uh, moved. So I kind of got a really good grounding um, in a 12 month program there. And then I happened to, to answer a, a job advertisement in the Times newspaper, again, mm. when it was like, you know, jobs were advertised in printed media. Um, <laughs> Or um, for recruitment consultants. And I didn't know what that was, but it sounded interested. And, and then I spent the next several years working um, uh, as an executive recruiter for financial institutions. So I specialized in recruiting technology specialists mm. for banks. Um, so yeah, you need to have your confidence when you're dealing with banks and bankers mm. uh, in particular. Um, and, and again, it was a very... Um, you know, it's a target driven business um, and it's a people business. Um, yeah. So, you know, you, you need to you need to build relationships. And and yeah, so, you know, to, to, to pick up on the building theme, you know, in that career, I was, you know, helping companies, you know, build teams, uh, build technology teams. Um, and I was very fortunate that that career took me from London. And then I got to do that in um, Hong Kong. Uh, Dublin oh, wow. and Sydney, Australia. So, um, so I, yeah, so I spent several years recruiting tech specialists uh, for banks. I went through um, YTK when, oh, <laughs> when everyone, yeah, when everyone was expecting like planes to fall out of the skies and ATM you machines know, to I stop working or shoot out at money. That time I was reading like, um, I don't even know, I think it was like internet articles or something around that time. And people were like saran wrapping their houses. Like, I don't really? know that size of like, you know, like shrink wrap, but they were shrink wrapping. Oh my God. Just in case. And I'm like, like, I just want to know in, wow. in what scenario of numbers being a problem does shrink wrapping present as the solution? <laughs> That's amazing. Cause I'm always really impressed when you go to the airport and you see people have like shrink wrap their suitcases. I'm always yeah. like, how do you get that much shrink wrap? So yes. to be able to shrink wrap your house. I can't wow, even, that's, yeah. That's strange, but yeah, interesting. Yeah, that was, I mean, and talk about the biggest non-event. Um, yeah. You know, we, we had, uh, you know, we, we, we recruited both permanent and, and contract specialists. And, you know, the contract specialists at that time were earning a fortune because, yeah, companies yeah. just wanted them on standby. They had all these contingencies in place. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. Um, you know the, the clock struck 12 and everything kind of carried on so so yeah so um, so yeah so Y2K the the, the dot-com um, bubble and burst um, and and really for me the the last kind of hurrah of, of, of those cycles and you really feel it as well when you're working in the banks and you know the banking and financial services markets right um yeah. some would argue they're the cause of the um of, of the booms and busts but um but yeah it was the uh, global financial crisis in 2008 and so that's when I left recruitment to to pursue uh, a completely different career um but I'd kind of gone through some some really interesting um times and as I said it it, it kind of took me all over the world so yeah. um, again I was very lucky 
yeah, uh, no kidding. Dublin, Australia, like Hong Kong. These are amazing places mm -hmm. to be, um, you know, sort of based on it for a while for your job. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I was very lucky. So as you're going through this, um, you know, decision that you're going to be leaving the recruitment area, what kinds of things in that position helped you, you know, kind of make the decision that it was time to leave? And then what else in your environment and maybe experiences around that time helped you decide what was going to be next? Yeah, I think, um, so I think kind of going through those cycles, those ups and downs, um, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of always, <laughs> you're waiting for the next <laughs> high and then you're waiting for the next low to come because it, it, it is cyclical. So I, I think kind of going through, you know, several of those, um, but of course, you know, we, we, we face these challenges or cycles in all industries. We faced it obviously in the Amazon industry this past couple of uh, years, just like, you know, everyone has and, 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 you know, the entire world has with the pandemic. So I, I guess it's just something that you, that you live with. Um, but I just also wanted to try something different. Um, you know, there had been a lot of changes in the industry when I was working in recruitment um, and really the advent of, okay, this makes me sound ancient, but the advent of the internet um, and then sort of online recruitment um, services and, and, and companies, it, um, it, made, it, it made the industry quite transactional um, and, for me at least less sort of personal at least that was my experience and I didn't enjoy that um so that compare um sorry that combined with with the cycles and really just wanted to do something different um so I decided to take a year out and I'd always been interested in landscaping so I did that for a year and, and it was awesome you know um it was amazing weather it's, you know Sydney's a beautiful city um I had some friends there who had met in Hong Kong I mean it was just great it was a great year and I really really enjoyed it but I wanted to stay in Australia so I you know I, I continued with the recruitment but that kind of stayed with me so um I also um met someone who was actually based in LA and so the the opportunity uh, to relocate was there and um, I went to, it sounds quite radical, but you know, I went to UCLA and I studied horticulture. Um, so I just really? thought, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm like, I, I want to do something completely different. Yeah. Uh, I want to do something creative. Um, I have the opportunity to go to LA. Um, UCLA is a great school. It had a great course and I kind of just went, okay, let's do it. Um, and so, That's yeah, so I studied for a year. Yeah, it was it, it was great. You know, it was a great program. Um, and so then I was based in L.A. for for several years because I got a job um, after I graduated. Um, and uh, and yeah, so then to carry on the building theme. So I then spent the next few years building really beautiful um, outdoor spaces and, and gardens uh, in Southern California. Um, wow. so it was like, yeah, it was like completely different. Um, and and yeah, it. it, it it's interesting how you, you know, I always considered myself not to be a creative person and I wanted to see if that was the case. Yeah. And, 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 and doing that kind of showed me uh, that I am, I still don't think I'm super creative, but you know, that really allowed me to, um, to kind of use a different part of my brain, to use a different skill set. But again, I gravitated towards 
the client management side of things, uh, mm -hmm. project management, um, and then, you know, obviously sort of the marketing uh, of the business to, to, to customers and stuff. So those kind of skills stayed with me. I get I got to use them in a different um, environment, uh, right. but then I also got to do something completely different as well. And, I, you know, and again, I really enjoyed that. And, I, you know, there were a lot of things I really enjoyed about being in L.A. as well. Uh, and I think, you know, the one thing in particular um, was the really, you know, it's a very, at least I, I, I saw a very positive um, place. Uh, mm -hmm. It's very entrepreneurial. Um, everyone's kind of got projects or ideas or yeah. starting things. Um, and I, I, you know, and I found that very attractive. Um, so I, I kind of really, really enjoyed that because it's, you know, coming out of a corporate career, you know, LA is not a very corporate city, you know, right. there's downtown LA, but it's not like it's, you know, it's not like, you know, um, it's not a city with a particular financial hub. I mean, that, you know, it's so spread out. Um, yeah. And as I said, everyone's kind of doing their own thing and, uh, and freelancing or, you know, working on a project or, or something. So yeah, it was, it was, a, it was really, really different. And uh, I really enjoyed it, but I didn't like the traffic. That's oh sure. yeah, uh, the traffic is horrible. <laughs> yeah, I've, but, I have not driven there, but I have been driven there. <laughs> that's yeah, the best. No, that's the best. Like, yeah, you just have to shut your eyes. Like for me, I'm just like, don't look, don't look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Um, so yeah, so so that's so, so that, that was LA. So mm. when you um, now this still is fascinating to me, and I like I love it so much because. For me, transitioning from something you've been doing now for years um, in the recruitment area, you're very familiar with it. And regardless of, you know, like love it or hate it, that familiarity sometimes makes it very difficult for people to make a change. Mm. It's, it's one of the things I think that um, makes it difficult for people to make the jump to entrepreneurship when they're used to a 95 and a sense of security. Mm. Part of that, I think, is the fear of change and the unknown. Mm -hmm. So mm. it's very fascinating to me that um, you came from this industry that you knew very well and then you said you know what I want to do something completely different and mm -hmm. I I think that that is so refreshing and so amazing I gotta say when that happened to me when I decided you know what I'm gonna do something scary and crazy and mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna cross my fingers and see if it works out there was also a bunch of other stuff that was going on in my life that kind of influenced me to um to yeah. make a jump that otherwise may maybe would not have made sense to me, yes. but made this make more sense. Was there anything else like that that was influencing that decision? Yeah, so um, absolutely. So as I said, you know, so I, I met someone, um, you know, and, um, and, and they were sort of very encouraging of that. Um, and I think that was probably the thing that kind of tipped the scale because, um, yeah, I, I, you know, and, and I know that, you know, especially sort of sellers, um, newer sellers get this a lot, you know, when they sort of tell their their friends and their family, their loved ones, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this. You know, yeah. everyone's like, what? Like, yes. are you crazy? Are you like, crazy? Are you, like, you know, but you've got a proper job. Yes. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's like, you know, I have a nine to five that makes me miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And so that's the reason I'm not going to do it. And so, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so I, I, I think, I think circumstances, um, 
you know, and I, and I think, yeah, I think circumstances really kind of gave me the push. It was always at the back of my mind, but there were several things um, and, and people that kind of came into my life at that time that I, I kind of just grabbed the ball by, by the horns and, um, and, and yeah, and, and, and it's kind of, sometimes I think that's just what, just what you need just to yeah. kind of give you that little, that little nudge. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Sometimes you're, you're, you know, getting that feedback where it's like everybody is against the idea is sometimes mm. the motivation that you need. Sometimes having someone who says, you know what, whether it works out or not, this is going to be a better yeah. move because it's yeah. uh, something that you're into, something you're passionate about. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think it, it's maybe some of both for some people too. So, okay. Yeah. So then you, you study horticulture and you start doing um, some stuff like that in your work what does that mm. look like so so do, do you mean sort of now you know once I finish that and then kind of coming into the Amazon space well yeah so um so what kinds of jobs and things did you do as you know kind of getting into the horticulture and then how oh, did that transition yeah. then into um you know now Amazon yeah, is, yeah. It's a whole different yeah. so so yeah so I was you know I was I was doing you know actual landscape design I was overseeing the projects um I would do uh, as I said a lot of the the client management I do a lot of the the sourcing so whether it's plants furniture materials all that kind of stuff obviously I got to work with the crews um and again you know having spent um, you know, time going around with my dad to all his work sites, like, mm. you know, I, I was like well accustomed to pick up trucks and diggers <laughs> and, you know, hanging out with the boys and stuff. So I, you know, I really enjoyed um, all of that. And then obviously kind of seeing things, I think for that, it's seeing something come to, in, into fruition. And again, yeah. that's something then that, that, that translated into Amazon when you build a brand, right? because yeah. you create something from nothing and 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 so that's what I took from me uh took from it rather but when I decided to come back to the UK um you know <laughs> working outdoors didn't appeal to me <laughs> as, as much as it did in that in in the southern California sunshine I was just I like <laughs> oh I was like I don't know if I feel like doing that and um at the same time so at the time that I was kind of uh going kind of making the decision do I renew my visa yeah for another couple of years or do I move so you know you, you when you you know when you live overseas and you're on a visa you know you always have these decisions you know it's like you have to kind of do an audit uh, yeah. of your career or your life every few years you have to go right do I want to go again or, or do I want to move on and so I was thinking about coming back to the UK wasn't sure what I wanted to do um and that's when the selling on Amazon opportunity presented itself to me through a friend, um, uh, through uh, Kirsty Verity, actually. Who, oh, um, I, know I, I know that you know. So so, <laughs> so Kirsty and I, we were friends in Australia when we both had corporate jobs. We had a mutual friend. Yeah. Um, yeah and so that's how we knew each other. And, um, you know, I, I saw a lot of um, posts Kirsty was making Facebook posts and I was like oh okay she's left a corporate job and what's this Amazon thing uh, and and yeah that's how I in got introduced to, to to selling on Amazon wow. and so when I went back to the UK I thought okay I'll I'll start selling some gardening products because I thought okay I I know what kind of tools worked and what frustrated me and so I did my product research and I um yeah, I, I, I sort of developed a, a gardening uh, products brand and, um, you know, launched three, three products across three, three marketplaces, uh, UK, US 
uh, and Germany. And I, I did that for a little bit. Um, so yeah, so I sort of built a brand and built a business. And, and then, you know, when I was at a Amazon conference, uh, it was one of the amazing um, uh, live amazing. events in Vegas. Um, yeah. You know, that's where I met my now two business partners. Um, and, uh, you know, across a sea of American accents, I heard a couple of British accents and of course we, all, <laughs> we, we travel in packs, you know, I, was like, oh, I, I think, I think I hear some, some Brits and, and, and we sort of, uh, struck up a, a conversation. Um, we became friends. Uh, we started helping each other out with our businesses, uh, because we were good at different things. Um, mm. I, I was good at writing product listings. Uh, Daryl was great at PPC and Tim um, was from a training background so he was really great at SOPs processes that kind of thing um, so we started you know helping each other out um, with each other's business and then you know helping friends you know with 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 with, with their business and then you know sort of word spread and um, come 2018, it kind of presented itself to us as a business opportunity. It was kind of the perfect business opportunity. So we switched from um, sellers to, to service providers. And um, yeah, and, and that's sort of what, what brings us to, to where we are today. And now we help, you know, now we help sellers, you know, build um, profitable businesses with PPC. So, so that's kind of the, the building theme that I've sort of... Um, carried around with me um in in different places and different careers and um and and, and completely by accident um but it's yeah. only in hindsight that you know I've right. kind of connected those dots um, yeah and it seems so like there's no cool. other way it could have happened when we hear it like right here on this podcast it's like this this was the perfect path that led you to where you are and you yeah. know the chances you took of course it makes perfect sense but when you're in this you know when when you know, people who are listening are trying to decide what they're doing or if it's the right thing to have an Amazon brand or if they're like, you know, should I, should I source another product or should I close up shop? You know, what's the right move here? Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's some really difficult decisions that come from being an entrepreneur and the path is not clear. You know, it's, I think there is this one um, quote that I loved um, about the the dots being connected when you um, when you're on a path, you know the the dots are not connected before you connect them, and so you have to make that leap to um, to actually connect those dots because you're going off the beaten path, and so you're the one that has to uh, to make those choices. And yeah. whatever you are choosing, um, you know it's I hate I don't want it to sound cliche or trite but true or anything like that, but it really is the right thing um, for you even if it is the wrong thing for you to end up doing. Because, mm. you know, for me, I know that I have done a lot of different things and I would not do mm -hmm. several of them again. Sure. But yeah. um, like in, in my future life, but I'm grateful that I would I did those at some point in my past because of, you know, the skill that it lent me now or the, um, you know, the insight or clarity into human behavior yeah. or you know whatever it is that, yeah. that it gave me um yeah. there's there's always something that you get out of it so what what do you think was um a really big lesson that you took from you know your journey if you could choose one um what would you say was something you want to leave the entrepreneurs who are listening with you know I think it's I, I think just to to have faith in yourself mm. and just trust that 
you're doing what you what you need to do at at that time. Um, I think that like like you, sure, I look back and I think, yeah, I would have done things differently, or maybe I wouldn't have done that. But I, you know, the key is, you know, it still got me to where I am. And I, and I I think you know had you know had had you not done these things you wouldn't get to where you are today. That's the thing, it's, it's, it, it's all part of that journey. So you can't kind of, you know, uh, unplug parts of that journey and go, okay, well, I just wanna take that bit out and that bit out because yeah. then it wouldn't lead you to, to where you are. Um, and I think, you know, I would rather have done something and tried it and then, you know, let the chips fall than right. not to have done it and be thinking, what if? Right. Um, you know, I think I think that's I think that's really key because I think those little things that kind of niggle away at the back of your mind, you know, they're like itches that you need to scratch. I don't yeah. think they go away. And so, right. you know, the longer you kind of hold off, um, I think one of two things happen. I mean, I'll just kind of keep nagging at you, or I think, you know, potentially, you know, you start to become resentful mm. for not having done that you know whether that's you know with a career that you know and I get it you know sometimes you're like yeah but it's a really good paycheck but it makes yeah. me miserable but you know there's only one way that that's going to go if you kind of keep at that um you know right. and it's not that I'm you know woo woo and and hey you know you don't need to make money to live of course right. you do and I, I get it it's it, it's a trap however you know unless you change um you know how you feel about that job or you change jobs or you change something you know you, you're going to continue to kind of be dissatisfied or or be unhappy and I think it just you know it will just manifest itself negatively for you for your employer for your job for your loved ones whoever when you mm -hmm. just because you kind of feel like oh I'm I, I'm not doing what I really want to to do or I'm not happy so um yeah. you know I think I mean gosh I think right now you know, with everything that's gone on, because I'm a big believer in in silver linings. I think you know, you know, why not, right? Try and see yeah. the positive out of the negatives. Like, what have you got to lose? But I think you know, now I think there's never been a better time, really, for people to try new things or for people right. to kind of, you know, even if it's to stay, um, you know, in gainful employment because the Amazon thing is 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 still kind of on the side, right. you, you know, to transfer skills because, you know, I, I don't know what it's like in the US, but here in the UK, you know, there is a big skill shortage. And I think um, that, you know, employers are more open-minded now about mm -hmm. skills that people can bring to their roles. Um, you know, working from home, is now you know acceptable so right. you know whereas maybe if you know that was never an option for you but it's better for your family life you know there's never been a better time to kind of have that flexibility so I think there's a lot of opportunities um now that certainly weren't available 10 20 years ago when you know you were almost kind of expected to right well this is what you do for a living and so this is what you're always going to do for a living you know I think yeah, the opportunity to try new things is amazing yeah 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 like yeah. you know you're supposed to go through school you're supposed to listen to your parents you're yeah. supposed to follow in their footsteps you're supposed to go to college and then yeah. follow that with you know some type of internship or job or position yeah. uh that gets paid and you work your way up the corporate ladder and then you retire and then 
your and kids put it, you in over. a retirement home yeah. and that's life. Yeah. That's what life looks like. Yeah. 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 I mean, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's great. And there are so many opportunities um, to do things differently. And I think now sort of having been in, in this um, Amazon space uh, for, gosh, it was 2015, 2016. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a few years now. I mean, right now what we're seeing, so I know like 2021, 2020, 2021, really tough years, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of, you know, um, supply chain, inventory management, um, cost of goods, fees, <laughs> you know, all sorts. Uh, at the same time, you know, it's the age of, acquisitions um and you know to see people you know exiting their business for you know life-changing sums of money like generational wealth i mean wow what a gift what an opportunity so i think there's you know a lot of positives um to take from all of this as as well and 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 that you know i mean to to see how how the, the space has changed in such a short amount of time um, you know, is incredible. And it's, oh, yeah. you know, it's allowed, you know, uh, me to, to, to build a brand and now to build a, a business and, and, you know, to connect with, you know, like-minded people and people like yourself and, and, you know, and it was unimaginable yeah. a few years ago, you know, cause we were all doing different things. hundred you know, percent. It's, that's, it's that's, really you know, that's a pretty crazy cool. world we live in now that, mm. um, you know, I think we, we do tend to take for granted a little bit, but, um, it's absolutely something that, um, you know, 20 years ago, let's, let's think about how different the world was and the sounds yeah. that the internet made when you connected to it, right? Now thinking about, you know, that we are selling stuff online and it's like, it's like that to create a yeah. site and list a product. And so it's, it's pretty amazing. The, uh, the, the places we have been and oh the places will go i'm so excited to see what's next and especially now in the year 2022 so laura i want to thank you so much for being here on my podcast and and getting personal and getting you know diving deep for some things that um that you know maybe you don't share with everyone so thank you so much for that no thank you it's been uh, it's been great thank you now laura how do people get in touch with you if they wanted to learn more about sponsored profit and this amazing uh you know new business that you have set up with your partners or if they wanted to just learn more about you yeah sure so um so it's uh, really easy to to check out our website so it's uh, www.sponsoredprofit.com uh i'm on linkedin you can find me there you can email me uh, at laura at sponsoredprofit.com so like sponsored products um sponsored profit so so yeah um hit us up on the, the website email or, or LinkedIn and yeah I'll be happy to chat and, and talk all things Amazon advertising if you need some help oh that's amazing thank you so much Laura it's such a pleasure to get to know you a little bit better and I hope that we can do this again soon um, and maybe yeah, like talk that. about you know the new year and, and what that's going to bring fantastic all right thank, thank so. you so much Laura cheers guys thank I'll see you. you next week on Amazon stream cheers bye